Did you know that it's possible to raise your littles to want to listen to you without the use of consequences, rewards, and bribes? Hi, I'm Kaylee Zeyer, and this is the Chaos to Connected podcast, where we discuss simple yet effective parenting strategies to manage those pesky behaviors we go to bed at night hoping will be gone tomorrow. We're going to stand up to societal norms of disconnection, shaming, and punishments so we can take a deeper look into our child's heart. It's there you'll find connection, and there where you'll find more peace, obedience, respect, and joy. So what are you waiting for? We know those behaviors aren't going to go away on their own. Let's dive in. Hey there, and welcome to the Chaos to Connected podcast. So I am just like feeling on this high because I just had two interviews to be guests on different podcasts that are going to be launching next week. So in the next episode, I will probably link to those if you want to check them out. Both podcasts are awesome and um, I would encourage you to go and check them out as well. So I'll be sharing more about that, but I just have (laughs) such a strong desire and passion for this style of parenting. Like I just, I could talk about it all day long, but today let's focus on, (laughs) let's focus on today. Um, we're going to be chatting about potty training without like the bribing rewards that you will often see recommended as a strategy. Now, this isn't going to be a podcast sharing how to know if your child is ready. Uh, I'd be happy to chat about that with you in the DMs if you want a little more support there, or I'm sure you can, you know, do a quick Google search. But today I want to focus on how to actually complete potty training once you know it's time or you are ready to undertake this task. So if you aren't currently in a potty training session or season, I should say, I think you can still take some nuggets from this episode, particularly if you have a child who's a picky eater, that would be another one. Um, But just in general, I think it's another great opportunity to hear these strategies over again and um, get some insight in how to add it into your daily routines. Um, So... I'd also love if you are not in this season, if you would be willing to share it with a mom or a friend or a coworker or a relative that you know could benefit from it. So let's get into it. So I specifically have chosen not to use like the rewards or the sticker charts or bribes, you know, like you go on the toilet, you get an M&M sort of a thing during the actual task of potty training, because when you start to incorporate sticker charts, whether it is for potty training or something else, it can actually really decrease your child's intrinsic or natural motivation to do something because now they're doing it for a prize or a treat. And this also gets into manipulating behavior to get what you desire without actually getting to the root of the issue. So what happens when we do it this way is that your child is then going to learn how to manipulate you to get the rewards or the treats in other instances. Like our kids can take one little incident or one situation and transform it into all different areas of their their life, essentially. I've heard so many times as an OT from parents that they believe that their child is manipulative. And I truly mean this in the kindest way because I know Most people aren't really aware what they're doing, or they probably wouldn't, but your child does not come out of the womb manipulative. It is a learned behavior. So if you find yourself saying 
saying that or even just thinking it, I would look at how often you're actually using manipulative practices in your parenting to adjust behavior and then decide if it's something you'd prefer to continue or not. So now just because I don't use it in the midst of training doesn't mean my kids never get treats or rewards or fun things. It's just not something that occurs, you know, to get the behavior that we are desiring. One of the fun things that we do after potty training is um, we started this um, tradition to have a potty party. And so we just invite family over and we celebrate this kind of new season. Um, We have cake and just all the things, almost like a birthday party, but for potty training. And so you can still do fun things, but I would encourage you in those moments not to do like, you go potty, you get this, you go potty, you get this, because then also eventually they're going to expect that, you know, if if you don't give me this, then I'm not going to go sort of a thing. But when you decide you're going to enter into potty training, the first thing that I want you to think about is you have to be fully committed. So make sure you're ready for all that it involves. Accidents, cleaning up, maybe your child's displeasure to actually start or complete the task. It is vital that you try as best you can to remain calm and committed without utilizing shaming or frustration, you know, particularly when your child has an accident or something because kids are going to internalize this. And if you're not ready to do this, it's okay. Wait until you feel like you can be consistent. And obviously, we're not talking about perfection, but holding those boundaries. So the main thing I really want to talk about today is that I will often get questions about a child not willing to go on the toilet or in a certain location. And while there are instances where this might have some other implication, like if you're at a store and they have an automatic toilet or something, that might be scary. Most often, I think it's because your child is holding on to strong feelings and trying to control them. So, you know, when we have uncomfortable feelings as adults and they're bubbling up to the surface, we seek to control. And that's the same thing that happens to our kids. So I'm sure you can recognize this in your own responses. Now, potty training, much like eating, is something a child can actually control. You know, there's not much we can do about it, right? Like we can't make them go to the bathroom just like we can't make them chew. And so if your child is demonstrating any of these types of behaviors or more controlling things, it is likely that he or she is trying to engage in a form of control in order to suppress some of those emotions that are coming to the surface. So there are two ways to approach this. One would be to add in special time. This allows for the child to have more consistent control that they don't necessarily otherwise get. And you can learn more about this in episode one. I think special time is super important. Everyone should be doing it. That's why I made it the first episode. But the main approach that I want to talk with you about today is stay listening. So this is the connection strategy that literally requires your child to have the uncomfortable feelings that they're trying to contain, to process them and work through them so they aren't working so hard throughout the entirety of the day to contain them. That takes a lot of brain space and hard work. So if you have a child, like I said, who demonstrates more controlling type behavior, whether that's involved with picky eating, toileting, or things like wanting you to play in an exact way or say specific things, or they need a certain plate, or they have to have that color cup. 
these are all indicators that your child has a lot to release because they are trying to control the situation because if they don't, then they aren't going to be able to contain those big feelings that they have. So when this comes up in potty training, I want you to increase or add, if you've not been doing this, listening sessions. You may need to take a step back from potty training. You may not. But what's most important in my mind here is emotional regulation first. So if that means really focusing on listening sessions, you can do them simultaneously, but that might feel like a lot for you, especially if you're not already incorporating some of the listening. So I just wanted to give you kind of like a peek into my two situations because they're very different. And I think it shows a difference from before I knew how to do these things to after. So my first um, my first son would tell me he had to go and we would rush to the bathroom and then he would sit down and then he'd be like, nope, I'm not going to go. I'm, I don't have to go. And he would have such a tough time. And then we'd, you know, go back to playing and then five minutes later, I have to go to the bathroom. I have to go to the bathroom. So we'd rush to the bathroom and do the whole process again. And he just, he wouldn't go. And so, you know, we would do things like I'm sure you've probably tried, or you've seen other people talk about like sitting and reading books, just doing all the things to, just create that extra time for him to go going more frequently or trying more frequently. Um, he was slash is a more sensitive child, but I had no idea that this issue we were having could be tied to emotions. So we literally just took a step back for a bit with my second he didn't want to potty train. I feel like he's like your typical second child. Like he knew he could do it. He just didn't want to. He just wanted to make us change his diapers. Um, so one day I just told him tomorrow, we don't have any more diapers and you're going to start going on the toilet. And I just held that boundary. And it was simple as that. I held space for him to be upset. I, but I held the firm limit lovingly that, you know, this is what we're going to do. We don't have any more diapers to wear. And also when we needed to try to go. So when I talk about trying to go to the bathroom. I'm not talking about doing the set a timer for every 30 minutes. I think that is really disruptive and can honestly be super annoying to a child. And if you're struggling with potty training and you're doing that, maybe change that and see if that changes how your child feels about potty training. I mean, how would you like it if you're engaged and engrossed in this thing and a timer goes off and you have to go to the bathroom? You know, it's just not, it's just, it makes it not, it makes it like a chore. And so I'm talking more about when I could actually see that he was exhibiting signs he had to go or regular parts of our routine that actually made sense, like before nap time, before bedtime, those sorts of things. And he was honestly fully potty trained, including nights within a couple days. And honestly, probably the first two days, he maybe had one accident and that was it. We just continued on because, you know... I was pretty pregnant and I just really didn't want to get up in the middle of the night if I didn't have to, to change wet sheets. Um, And so we gave it a good amount of time and he literally was dry the whole time. Like we wasted probably a 20 pack of diapers at nighttime just to be sure. Um, But if you have a child who is struggling to potty train, obviously first look at the signs. See if your child truly is ready. If you can check that box, then look at overall behavior. 
Reflect on your responses to big feelings. Assess your child's sensitivity level. Do things tend to bother him or her more? Does your child hold on to things longer, contain their emotions, etc.? These are all factors that are going to go into potty training because, like I said, it is one of the things that our kids can fully control. I mean, we can't make them do it, even though we want to think we maybe can. We literally can't make them actually carry out the task. So if you can say yes to any of those things, get going on the state listening sessions. If you would like more step-by-step guidance on potty training, picky eating, big emotions, defiance, behavior that feels manipulative, please, please reach out. I completely customize my coaching packages to fit your needs, and the setup that I created ensures that it will not cut in to the only time you have at night to sit and relax after a full day, because I know what it's like to get to the end of the day, and all you want to do is sit on the couch. If you're like me, you're like, I should go to bed earlier, and then you get to nighttime, and you're like, oh, but this feels so good, and just like have my own thoughts and not be needed. And then you go to bed late and then the next morning wake up and do the the same thing again. So I'm not going to cut into that time for you. But what I have created will truly create huge transformation in your parenting, in your child's behaviors, in your ability to manage triggers. And it's not going to take up as much time as you would think um, because I have set up Voxer, which gives you immediate like instant messaging access to me. And so I can help you in those moments throughout the day versus let the whole day pass, get really tired, and then let's sit down and have a coaching call, which I had that option too, if that's what you want. But I have lots of opportunity to work this into your current busy life, especially as we're transitioning into a new season. So with that, check the links in the show notes look through the different programs I offer or message me with any questions that you have or if you're ready to get started. I shared yesterday on my Instagram a reel talking about one day or day one and I just want to encourage you not to continue to push these issues to the side and think one day it'll be different. One day things will change because that's not true. It might look different but you still have all the patterning and conditioning that happened. So decide today that today is going to be your day one. And if you want, I will be there with you every step of the way. Real quick, before you go, if you felt encouraged and inspired by listening to this show, I'd love for you to leave a rating or review over at Apple Podcasts so we can spread the word to help other mamas feel less alone and find beauty in the behaviors. You can also take a screenshot of this episode, share it over on your Instagram stories, and tag me, at Kaylee Josire, and we'll all do a little happy dance together. I love nothing more than to cheer you on along this journey. This work is so hard, but don't forget, God has not only called you to it, but he has equipped you for it. Now go get connected. I'll see you next week.